ตาเมนเกปารมเกอมุเกชมะตุนะสะวะตะวะเมนะนะเนเนเรเฮตะวะสะวะเมนะตะวะเมนะมะราภะสะตะวะเมนะนะนะนะเมนะเมนะเมน
So um, I've um, so many times before in the past. So Yurumchi um, asked me to come, and uh, I've been busy uh, doing um, all sorts of things, and so I couldn't um, I couldn't come. I didn't have the opportunity to come. Um, but then um, and also I heard about, but I heard what what was happening here. Uh, from um, many people have told me that how uh, a lot of people here are really studying the teachings and really putting them into practice. And um, and also about the temple, that the temple has been built and there's been this great opening ceremony, particularly with the Dalai Lama last year. So all that um, I've heard, but I've never um, had the opportunity to sit for myself and I could not, uh, haven't been able to come so far. And um, so when um, what happened is that in uh, November, when I went to the uh, enthronement of uh, Tuko Ogin's reincarnation in Kathmandu, I met Sogyaramchi, and Sogyaramchi really insisted that I'd come to Leabling, and to which I, I agree at that time. And I was uh, thinking actually to, to come for about a, a week here, you know, to, to, to really take the time and... Uh, and to come in a more kind of uh, relaxed way. But I had some problem with my uh, visas. Uh, I was not able to, uh, <coughs> uh, to get a proper visa. Actually, first what happened is that they refused to give me a visa. And then Tukupema Wangyal and uh, had someone to call the French embassy um, in India. And after much uh, talk, then they, they gave me a one-month visa, but saying that they couldn't go to any other country in, in Europe, only to France. And... Um, and so as a result, also, uh, I'm able only to come for two days. So I just wanted to first apologize for that. Da Tembanzema 
So in this uh, short time that we have here, so I'm going to uh, uh, talk about the uh, teach on the uh, 30 pieces of advice from the heart by Long Chempa. And, um, but here, um, most of you have been uh, practicing the, uh, the teaching, the Dharma, for many years. You've been so practicing the teachings, uh, really training your mind, studying these teachings as well with uh, great diligence. And it's v- uh, very much something that uh, I rejoice in. I'm very happy to, um, to know about and to, um, to hear that, to see that. And on the one hand, uh, if we look, you know, the, uh, in Tibet seems to be the, uh, there's the place of the, uh, the flourishing of the teachings of the Dharma in all its aspects. But then the, uh, the Chinese have created a lot of uh, difficulties and harmed in a great way the, uh, the teachings in, in Tibet. And so maybe uh, today, maybe it's not the best place for, the, uh, for those teachings. 
On the other hand, the uh, great masses such as Dijon Rinpoche, Kepji Digokin Rinpoche, and so on, uh, went uh, to the West and brought those teachings to, to the West. And so this is um, really um, a great... Uh, um, um, you need to realize how incredible uh, time it is and uh, realizing that uh, having the opportunity to have those great uh, teachers to come, then also the, um, the teachings of the Buddha have been uh, also uh, spread and explained um, authentically. You have authentic presentations and, um, and teachings of all the, uh, the teachings of the Buddha, whether it be of Hinayana or Mahayana. They are all um, presented thanks to uh, those great masters. And so... Um, so this is you need to realize that and to be aware of the uh, the great uh, merit, the, this great opportunity that it is, and the uh, the great merit that you must have accumulated to be involved in that kind of uh, of process and to see so those great masters coming and teachings and giving sharing in an authentic way those uh, those teachings, and as um, um, as it is said, so these uh, the um, um, so when when you you train in the teachings, when the teachings are given, so you need to. It is about the mind. It is about using our mind in order to uh, follow this uh, this path, and so that is um, as a way to really um, hold those teachings. If we want to really hold those teachings, so this is with our mind that this uh, this taking place. And so if we want those teachings to really spread and to uh, to be established in the West, this is something that um, happens, that will happen only if we put our mind into it. It's not something about outer things, but really with the mind. As uh, the great master um, uh, Vasubandhu said, the teaching of the Buddha has two aspects, the elements of scriptures and realization. And these are maintained only through teaching and through practice. So there are two aspects of uh, basically saying that all the teachings of the Buddha, so they have those two aspects, those very um, important aspects. There's the aspect of the, the scripture, this aspect of transmission of the teaching, and the aspect of realization. And the aspect of scripture or teaching is maintained so through this uh, activity of teaching and the uh, aspect of realization through the, uh, the practice. And so... This um, so basically so the the first aspect this aspect of the uh, the transmission of the teaching or aspect of scripture this course is maintained through um, receiving the teachings listening to teachings receiving the teachings and reflecting upon them and as we do that so we start to understand to embody those teachings and to hold those teachings in our in our mind and so that is the first aspect this, uh, the aspect of the um, the transmission or the, uh, the scripture. It's not scripture in the text, but like how much we have in our mind. They are maintained through people learning those teachings and knowing those teachings, having those teachings in their mind. The second aspect is the aspect of realization. And the aspect of re realization is maintained through the practice. So that is through the reflection upon the teachings and then putting them into practice. And so that is through the um, this aspect of uh, practice. And so, and this is um, the the path, the Buddhist path, really um, brings together those two uh, elements. They are indivisible. The uh, uh, you can't just do one and not the other one. And so, and both of them are about the mind. So, what we do with our mind and how we work with those teachings with our mind. And uh, another point is that in um, if if you look um, so in the uh, in the um, in the West, people have much more uh, kind of a um, 
um, how would you say, facilities and the circumstances are much easier. They have a lot of things, much more than in the East, for example, in India, Nepal, and so on, and in Tibet. And because of that also, then they are very busy because of all these things that they have and all the... Uh, so they get involved in, the, in a lot of things. And, um, and, but it is important to realize that um, this, we need to really uh, very much engage right now into the, uh, the practice of the Dharma. We shouldn't delay that because, and thinking about our future lives. This is, we are practicing the Dharma very much uh, for this in order to be able to, uh, in the future, continue and have, um, um, and so thinking about future lives as well. It's not just about this life. And so we may uh, want to work for our comfort uh, in this life, but then it is important that we, we put that a little bit more into perspective and realize how important it is also to think about future lives. And that is why, and this is when thinking in this way, that we realize that we should very much start with the Dharma right now at that time and not to wait and to put it, you know, to uh, kind of delay that and thinking, oh, I'll practice the Dharma later in my life when I get older. Because when you get older, then you don't have, you can't really... Uh, do that work so much for your future lives you don't have the ability you know your body is not as um, it's not e uh, as easy with your body and with your mind and everything and so therefore it is important to realize the incredible opportunity that you have right now and to really um, take act and really act upon that and to, to realize that this is uh, incredible merit to be there and to be presented with those kind of teaching and so we, we very much need to um, to have um, as much as possible appreciation for this opportunity. Uh, So um, that's uh, actually uh, so. Karen is saying that uh, we should actually be very grateful to uh, Mao Zedong, because thanks to him we've been able to receive all these teachings. Ah, that ne, that means Sono Tongji Chila, Shen Namba Songji Be, Temba, Tota, Sheba Du Tiba Chimbe Tawa Ne, that means Mr. Rua Zong Ma Zeba. ロワセンチヨドチョゲタデシクサワラタレバヨデンジヘンドチャニアナゾソノバソンジベチュグシュセツソミテカセトドジカニソンジベタンバチェドチェラティバチェンブタンバデンアゾロワミチセネパドタン
work for the, uh, for the benefit of sentient beings. And those teachings have been given in order to help all sentient beings, to really with the hope that that would help them to reach a state of happiness. And so, therefore, whatever we can do in order to uh, further those teachings, in order to hold those Buddhist teachings and to further them is uh, something that is of great uh, benefit. And um, so that is whatever teachings that the um, whatever the, the the more general teachings or more specific teachings, everything that we do um, in order to help uh, maintain those teachings, holding those teachings, and uh, furthering them and have uh, help them to to spread is something that is uh, of incredible benefit for sentient beings and is also um, incredibly meritorious. Now there are uh, we talk about like. A, uh, ocean-like um, kind of qualities of benefit that derive from this and of the incredible merit that derives from um, uh, from doing this. But since we don't have much time, I won't uh, go into that. Yeah, <laughs> ลาวงจิบวยยวะจิตอลอมมอมบอยชวนจิตอนจิเกระเฉมบอยชวนทินิจิกิเอ่อตันบะนิจินาชระกะลิชอบชาเดนซันเดตันบะสุลเดตะก
point of the path or the, uh, the main um, the path can be divided into those th uh, three trainings and so the essence of the path is th those three uh, supreme trainings the um, um, and so therefore we need to uh, those three uh, supreme trainings uh, in a discipline concentration and wisdom then we need to uh, very much uh, acquire them in ourselves they are to tame our own mind they are um, so uh, so to liberate our own uh, mind stream. And so we need to very much apply them to our own mind. And if we do that, then we can uh, come to have to accomplish uh, the path and to have some kind of a, uh, uh, realization. Uh, there is some also, uh, you, we acquire the, uh, the strength or the capacity to really preserve and propagate those teachings. And it is not about you know, building a big temple or having a lot of students, or being famous. This is not the way to, uh, to preserve the teachings. The, um, this is not the way that we should also, uh, that we should consider that, um, that, you know, it is the approach. This is, this is um, the way to approach it is that each and every one of us, we should, uh, we should work with ourselves, working with our own mind, taming our own mind. For example, uh, now we are going to uh, study this text by the uh, omniscient Longchenpa. And uh, Longchenpa, he was not uh, not someone special. He was not a tuku, or he was just a uh, just a monk, just an ordinary uh, lama. But then he uh, he very much uh, applied himself to the teachings. First, he really studied, and then he went on to really practice, so that he came to realize the uh, the view of uh, uh, of Shunyata. And having uh, realized that, then he came also to develop this great uh, knowledge, understanding, and confidence, wisdom, insight into all the teachings, the teachings of the sutras, the teachings of the tantra. And so, so much so that now he's famous throughout the world, not just you know in Tibet, but actually throughout the world. And that is the result of this. That is one individual. This hasn't happened as a result of the um, effort of a lot of people coming together and uh, doing something, but accomplishing something and you know putting their strength together in order to accomplish something big. But he was one individual, one individual that worked with himself, tamed his mind. And so that is why it is important that we realize that uh, we need to think of ourselves and to really work with ourselves, train our mind, and really have uh, the diligence, uh, have this great diligence so that um, to work with ourselves. And so this is an important point. Nizosunjiban Tibarimagusivit, 
There are many um, biographies of uh, Longchenpa and some which can be quite detailed, but here we don't have so much time. And just so to talk about um, who uh, Longchenpa was uh, briefly, um, and um, even though it might not be so necessary since uh, most of you must uh, know, uh, know him and know his life, um, yet uh, just briefly to, to, present, uh, to present him a little bit. In terms of the, uh, the teachings of the Buddha, so uh, the Buddha taught in many different ways, uh, gave uh, many different teachings and presented different systems in, um, in accordance with the different capacities and propensities of sentient beings. So because sentient beings have, uh, different sentient beings have different abilities, different capacities, then also the Buddha so taught in different ways. And so that is why we talk sometimes about three yanas or nine yanas. And in the Nyingma we talk about nine yanas, we more 
uh, we use more that kind of a system of the nine yanas. And in terms of the uh, the Buddhist teachings in Tibet, so there are this distinction between the four schools of the Sakya, the Giluk, the Nyingma, and the Kagyu. And there are um, so um, pretty much the uh, the same or in accordance when it comes to the uh, the Sutra teachings. And they also uh, all schools also um, study and practice the uh, um, the uh, the Tantra teachings. Now. When it comes to the uh, to the uh, to those different teachings, um, there are uh, the way in which the teachings are approached in those different schools is uh, slightly different, and particularly the way they are categorized. And so, if we look first at the uh, um, so, as we said, in terms of the sutra, they are in accordance and they present the sutra teachings. So they are divided into the Hinayana teachings and the Mahayana teachings. And um, so all the uh, so all the teachings of the Buddha so are. Um, included within the Hinayana and the Mahayana. Now, the Mahayana himself is divided into the Sutra Mahayana and the Tantra, Tantric teachings. And in terms of the Tantric teachings, in turn, they're divided into the Outer Tantras and the Inner Tantra. And so when it comes to the, uh, uh, to the, uh, uh, to the Tantras, so the... Um, uh, the um, the uh, the Sama schools, the school like the uh, the Sakya, the Gelug, the, uh, the Kagyu, uh, talk about uh, four tantras. To accept this uh, categorization into the the four tantras, the uh, Kriya Yoga, the um, uh, Kriya Upa, Kriya the uh, Kriya Yoga, Upa Yoga, Yoga Tantra, and uh, the unsurpassable uh, um, uh, Yoga Tantra. And so those are the the four categories. They also accept these categories of the uh, this division of the uh, unsurpassable yoga tantra into um, uh, father tantra, mother tantra, and uh, non-dual tantra. And um, for the for the uh, the sakya, the kagyu, and the, and the gilukpa, the uh, the uh, highest uh, teachings, the highest tantric teachings, are the uh, the teachings of the Evaja Tantra, of the uh, Kalachakra Tantra, of the Guya Samaja Tantra, and the uh, the, the Kalachakra Tantra being like um, being considered to be the uh, this uh, non-dual uh, tantra corresponding to the category of non-dual uh, tantric teachings, so the highest teachings. But for the Nyingma, these uh, Kalachakra teachings, were consider- which are considered to be the highest teachings in the um, uh, in the uh, the schools, is uh, considered to correspond to the Mahayoga uh, level. Uh, that is in the uh, in the Nyingma uh, tradition. So we divide the inner tantra into Mahayoga, Anuyoga, and Ati Yoga. And so those teachings of the um, Kalachakra so correspond to the Mahayana. Kind of uh, teachings, and they're not uh, even Anuyoga and not Ati Yoga teachings, and so they are uh, more advanced teachings than the Kalachakra teachings. They are more advanced teachings than the Mahayoga teachings. They are the Anuyoga teachings and the Ati Yoga teachings. And in terms of the Ati Yoga teachings, so there are also different categories, different types of teachings. There, are, as you know, the uh, the teachings of the uh, um, the same day uh, of the uh, the long day. Or the um, so the, the same day category of mind, long day the category of space, and mengang day the category of peace instructions. These uh, teachings of the mengang day of the uh, category of peace instructions are in turn divided into four categories. They are the um, uh, outer, inner, uh, secret, and uh, innermost, unsurpassable teachings. And the uh, 
in Tibet, the um, for the uh, within the uh, the Nyingma tradition. So, in terms of those teachings that we've just um, presented or we just um, uh, spoke about, the uh, uh, the gr- greatest uh, master who uh, uh, presented those teachings was uh, the omniscient Longchenpa. He was the one who, uh, in his texts such as the uh, the Seven Treasure. And uh, so um, the seven treasures, and particularly so the uh, uh, the uh, the um, uh, Tekchokzu, so the uh, the um, the treasury of the supreme vehicle, and so on. In that, he really presented, you know, very clearly all those different aspects of the path, all the different teachings, very clearly. And there is no teachings that is more uh, in depth, more th- uh, th- uh, thorough, uh, more excellent than those teachings that were given by Longchenpa. Um, 700 years ago. And so uh, that is why for us he is uh, the supreme of all teachers, the greatest of all teachers in a tradition. That's why we hold him because he is the one who composed those uh, great texts. Uh, Tang ทายเบสันจีมาลิบันเดทอมจีเดวันเดนายอเดวิจุดรุมิชิเดงิดงฮามินเดจินโดดงฮากิจุปองมินเดมิชิจีดงฮาจุลารองจินจุเดงิจี
And so that means that at the outset, so before, now, look at your mind and, so, and you eliminate whatever unvirtuous action there is in your mind. And whatever uh, kind of uh, neutral uh, thoughts there is in your mind, turn them into virtuous thoughts. Transform them into virtuous thoughts. And um, make sure that your uh, mind is not distracted by the, uh, by the different uh, objects and is, is drawn um, into distraction. But keep your, your attention towards uh, the teaching. And so this is uh, the kind of uh, thing we do in order to prepare ourselves to receive teachings, uh, Buddhist teachings in general. But more specifically also, as um, in the Mahayana, as follower of the Mahayana, we need also to bring in the thought of all sentient beings. We're doing that not only for ourselves, but for all sentient beings. And so we, um, so now we think uh, of all sentient beings who have been our parents, and those uh, dear um, beings who have been our parents, they all wish to be happy, but they don't know the causes of happiness. They all uh, do not want to suffer, but they don't know how to eliminate the cause of sufferings. And everything they do is just to accumulate the causes of their uh, further suffering and do not do anything that will bring them uh, experience of happiness. And so realizing that all, all those beings who are behaving in this way, our own precious mother, I mean extending our love and our, our care for those beings, then we uh, so we generate this kind of uh, motivation. It is important that we uh, we realize that, and that now, thanks to the uh, the kind of positive interdependence of us receiving those teachings on the thirty pieces of advice from the heart, then we make the aspiration that that may be the cause for us to be able to lead all sentient beings to uh, the state of complete enlightenment, so that they all be free from all suffering. So first, so. Uh, you need to generate that kind of vast attitude of the bodhicitta, um, having this um, this kind of motivation, and having uh, this kind of uh, of motivation. So is um, uh, is important um, at the beginning, but then uh, um, and then with that motivation also now be careful not to follow after past thoughts, not to uh, kind of uh, engage with future uh, thoughts or things that will happen in the future. And now, staying with the present thoughts, then make sure that those are related to the teachings, that this is present thoughts of listening to the teachings and really actualizing those teachings. So in that, you need to be really careful and diligent in that, you know. And so this is the... Um, so first, uh, we need to generate that kind of uh, um, attitude or uh, um, motivation of the Mahayana. This is the kind of thing that we should do uh, before everything, every kind of uh, practice we engage in, every uh, whenever it is just to study or just to practice meditation or it is to practice on the deity or practice Mahamudra or practice Dzogchen, whatever we do, whatever uh, virtuous action we engage in, then it is important at the beginning to have this kind, to generate this kind of uh, uh, motivation and so to, to kind of uh, turn our mind, to adjust our motivation in this way. え、やんさんで白人人人の力もあるし、そのどっちかわかんない。やん。ネガティブより。カルセナ、サンマメナバパネ。カマンガチュソンだね、ニコンね。ゴユジュチェネ。てでやてネゲチャンジヨ。だて
So now, having said that, having said, you know, well, you shouldn't, you know, be uh, turned outwards, you know, but then really, um, you know, pay attention to your mind. But you shouldn't be also focusing too intently inside, you know, also, because the danger is that you're going to fall asleep. And so that won't also help, you know. So uh, that is the kind of tendency, you know, if we are too kind of, uh, if we turn inside too intently, if we are too kind of tight, you know, in this way, then we just we just fall asleep and we don't really receive the teaching as well. So it's like it's like meditation, you know. We shouldn't be too tight, not to uh, uh, not to lose, you know. Finding that kind of right balance is important, um, and that is because it's just the way our mind is, you know. Our, we're sentient, as sentient beings, our mind is quite rough, and so uh, if we kind of start to focus kind of uh, inwardly, you know, kind of turn inward a little bit, you know, a little bit too much, then what happens is we just fall asleep, you know. We just fall into uh, the influence of. Uh, of ignorance, and then you know, just just sleeping, f- uh, being in that kind of a state of ignorance. There, well, is, there's no there's no much benefit in this. You know, just cultivating um, ignorance. Of course, if you've been introduced to the nature of mind and you're able to recognize clarity in your sleep, then you know that that's that's fine. You can sleep then. But for us beginners, it's not you know uh, always so easy to do. So um, I, that's why I advise that maybe you should, you know, make sure that you don't fall asleep during the, the teachings. And ways of not falling asleep to teachings is to remember also the, uh, the precious opportunity that we have and the uh, impermanence of uh, of this life, and also um, reflecting upon the um, so yeah the um, the precious human birth and thinking about this, thinking of the impermanence and how quickly it's going to get by, how it's going to to finish. 
And so, um, so, so this is and this is important. So if you feel that you know you're going to kind of you fall asleep or something, just bring back to mind those kind of thoughts. You know about impermanence, about the preciousness of human birth, and so on. And um, because and it is the same. You know when we're practicing, when we do like uh, practicing like talk practices, and we practice for one hour, two hours, and so on then uh, the point is that we don't fall asleep in the middle of it, but we actually uh, do the practice. And so it is the same in those cases also. We need to find the right balance, you know, not to be too tight, not also uh, to lose. And so... Um, so... Um, and then, um, so this is this was uh, also exp this is explained clearly. So in the uh, in the Zinji to the uh, to the Konzala Michelung, and uh, in the uh, annotations by Kempung uh, Abchung, and so so that's the uh, and you know presenting so ways to kind of uh, motivate ourselves also into kind of you know if we start to fall a bit asleep or kind of be a bit distracted. So he explains you know how uh, we need to do this and so motivate ourselves to receive the teachings. But on the other hand, also we should we shouldn't push ourselves too much. And as uh, Shantideva ex explained in the Bodhicitta Avatara, he said that you know if it's too much, then we need to to. Uh, to um, have a break and to, to, to really, because if we just push it too much and we just, you know, get so tired, then each time we come to the teaching, we're just falling asleep or we go to practice and we are asleep each time, then there's no much point in doing this, you know. So it is important that we think also on the, uh, have a kind of a long-term perspective and able, you know, to kind of uh, keep with the pace and have, you know, on the long-term being able to really, uh, to practice and not just, you know, like pushing, pushing till we kind of, Collapse, but also think in this way, also, and have this kind of a um, this kind of a intelligence, you could say. Ah, yeah, that I don't as on a ton of jailer. Tendig, Tokono, Yabuji, the son of Tonda, Hajoka, Jim and Tongue. Matova Jelang and Gonna did Zogimata gong with Serachi, Tony gong with Serachi, or Shesi gong with Serachi. Kono Yabuji, Marina. ตาจวัจจิมตาเยอสอนเจจุกะลิขะบุญสาจุมเซ่ขะรสนาจอจิปฏิอาติชาสอนเจมะตะบุเคปะเจมุเรคอเปลละโลมอมบุจูเจกุ
motivation is, um, I think, something which is very important. I see motivation as a very crucial point. And um, because whether you, you know, we say, oh, I'm practicing meditation, I'm practicing Dzogchen, I'm resting in the view of Shunyata, I'm practicing the Prajnaparamita, I'm resting in the view of the Prajnaparamita. But then if we don't have a good motivation, the right kind of motivation, then I guess it's difficult to reach enlightenment. I don't think, you know, it's, it's possible, even though you practice those, you do those very high practices, I don't think you'd be able to reach enlightenment with this if you don't have the right motivation. Why? Well, there is one story with, uh, from Paldenjo um, Atisha, this incredible master who came to Tibet, spent many years in Tibet and passed away there. And one day in the early morning when he got up, then uh, his attendant uh, prepared the tea for him. And as he served the tea, then Atisha went, oh, poor thing. And then the, uh, the attendant asked, what's happening? What's going on? And he said, well, I have uh, one of my students in India. He's uh, practicing Evajra. So Evajra is a Mahayoga uh, Tantra. And he just entered the Hinayana path. So the attendant was a bit puzzled. He said, well, he's practicing the Tantra, so how could he enter the Hinayana, you know? Well, he entered the Mahayana because he gave up thinking about um, other uh, sentient beings. He gave up thinking about other individuals and just think about himself in his practice. And so practice with that kind of motivation. And as a result, we'll, uh, he will, uh, he's going to go in the, uh, in the haram, in the, uh, be reborn as an animal uh, have that kind of uh, a terrible rebirth as a result of practicing those tantra with that kind of uh, hinayana motivation. And so even if we practice dzogchen, you know, we do this highest kind of practice, if we don't have the right uh, motivation, then that won't lead us to enlightenment and that can even you know, create some problem for, uh, for us in the future. So that's why it is very important to really make sure that we have the right motivation, not in a kind of tight or uh, tense way, but just, just checking you know, regularly in our mind and adjusting our, uh, our motivation to make sure that we have the, uh, the right motivation and so that our practice and our study uh, bring all the results that we hope that they bring. So that's why I think that the, uh, the motivation is so important, so crucial. Uh, Tomagava Chasson 
So you need to um, really, um, you know, think about that 
in time. So now we're going to start with um, 30 pieces of advice from the heart by Alon Chempa. And so there are uh, 30 uh, verses of advices, that is if you don't uh, count the, uh, the, the kind of introductory uh, verses and the concluding verses, that is uh, there are also uh, you know, mentioned because of what we call the uh, you know virtuous uh, beginning, virtuous in the middle, virtuous in the end. So virtuous uh, beginning, there's so introduction, uh, introductory sections of uh, the uh, the homage, starting with the homage uh, to the Lama, and then the uh, um, the, um, the the kind of a pledge at the composition of the reason for composing the text. And then, uh, then there is explanation of the main text itself, and then there is the uh, good in the in the end. That is uh, virtuous in the end. That is the, uh, the dedication. So, if we start with the uh, the first uh, the first four lines, it says that the uh, in the midst of the uh, all-encompassing sky of his wisdom, the absolute space, the warm rays of his compassion shining upon the clouds of his prayers, the abundant <coughs> rain of Amrita falls continuously on the field of the beings to be trained ripening the sprouts of the three kayas. So we bow down to the feet of the guru, the protector, the supreme of the three jewels. So the, um, um, it says, so in the midst of the all-encompassing sky of, of his wisdom, that is the, um, the absolute space, so the absolute space of uh, the, uh, the dharmakaya, absolute space is dhammadatu chuying, or the um, uh, dhammakaya. And, so the absolute space is the Dhammakaya, and it, which is com compared to the uh, to sky, to space. It is the all-encompassing uh, space of the Dhammakaya, and within that, so there is the wisdom. The wisdom is um, the uh, uh, Sambhogakaya, corresponding to the Sambhogakaya, and um, and then the um, it says that the. Um, the warm rays of his compassion shining upon the clouds of his prayers. So the uh, the the prayers. So the um, this uh, dharmakaya space, like dharmakaya, which has this aspect of wisdom that corresponds to the uh, the sambhogakaya. So has um, makes those um, incredible aspiration prayers, which are like clouds. And so those aspiration prayer, the power of those aspiration prayers, is what is explained in the rest of the uh, of uh, the verse, uh, saying that the so the warm rays of his compassion shining upon the clouds of his prayers, the abundant rain of Amrita, falls continuously on the field of the beings to be trained, ripening the sprouts of the three kayas, and so the um, um, the uh, the compassion aspects so correspond also to the uh, uh, to the sambhogakaya, and so this um, um, this compassion. This um, um, compassion that shines upon the, the clouds of so of this aspiration prayer uh, rains down the abundant rain of Amrita uh, continuously on the field of the beings to be trained, and so that is uh, as this kind of uh, emanation manifesting out of the Sambhogakaya is the Nirmanakaya that acts for the benefit of sentient beings, and so it is like the uh, um, like a reflection, like. A the uh, the manifestation the appearance of the um, of the sambhogakaya and the dharmakaya and so in this way so uh, Longchenpa speaks of the uh, pays homage to the three kayas to the lama who is the embodiment of the three kayas so having the dharmakaya the um, 
the Sambhogakaya and the Nyamanakaya in this way, presenting them in this prayer. And so saying that the, um, the, uh, in, this, in the space so you have the sun and uh, the sun of the, the, uh, the Dhammakaya, which doesn't rain down, uh, rain doesn't fall from the, uh, from, the, from the sun, but from the clouds. And so from the, uh, the clouds of the uh, Sambhogakaya, then f- falls down the, uh, the rain of the, uh, the Nyamanakaya. And so, and in this way, those um, nyamanakaya so bring um, immense benefit to sentient beings, helping them to enjoy um, happiness and well-being. And so that is for those beings that are to be trained. That is the uh, so for those ordinary beings that are uh, fit to follow the path that what we call the beings to be trained or beings to be tamed. Then the nyamanakaya manifest and lead them upon the path. And so. For those who uh, have some kind of who have impure perception, then who cannot see the uh, the um, the manifestation of the dharmakaya or the sambhogakaya, manifest the nirmanakaya to help them. But again, the nirmanakaya do not manifest for all sentient beings. It manifests to those beings to be trained, those who have even though they are uh, impure, somewhat impure, and cannot see the purest forms such as sambhogakaya and dharmakaya, they are able to see. The, uh, the, the three jewels. They are able to relate to the three jewels and see the Nirmanakaya manifestation and being benefited from the three jewels. And so we are, um, this is people like us. So that's why we talk about having um, precious human birth. Those people who have a human birth, but just not an ordinary human birth. A human birth in which we can relate to uh, the three jewels. And so that's why, uh, what is so special about it. And so that is... Um, we need to realize that how special this is. There is not just any uh, human birth, but then one in which we can relate to the three kayas, uh, and in which we can relate, uh, sorry, to the three jewels. And as the um, and so the uh, all those beings that are to be trained, that are to be uh, tamed, then um, are um, so under the uh, um, the influence of. This um, the sun that uh, in the space in the space of the Dharmakaya shines the sun as a um, so Longchenpa says in his prayer he says in the midst of the all-encompassing sky of his wisdom the absolute space the warm rays of his compassion shining upon the clouds of his prayers of his aspiration prayers and so that the abundant rain of Amrita falls continuously on the field of the beings to be trained and so it ripens. Uh, the sprouts of the three kayas. And so this, in this way, they ripen sentient beings. It's like the uh, rain that comes down, it's like planting the seed and then ripening that seed. And the one who ripens this seed in sentient beings is the, uh, the Nyamanakaya Lama, who manifests to the uh, two sentient beings. And so that is why um, Longchenpa, in his uh, prayer, so, uh, bow, um, bows down and pays homage to uh, the four jewels we talk about, so that is the uh, uh, the buddha dharma sangha and the lama and placing the lama first the lama who is of um, is uh, so special because he is the one who leads us on the vajrayana path and so these authentic masters with all the qualities of an authentic master that has the ability to lead us on the path we prostrate to him first and foremost and we prostrate to him first and foremost not because of his qualities not because of the special qualities but because of his kindness 
because he's a kinder than all the Buddhas, because he's the one for us who leads us on this path to uh, to liberation. And so it is thanks to his guidance that we'll be able to uh, to reach the state of enlightenment, freeing ourselves from suffering. And so that is why uh, Longchenpa, in his prayer, says we pay homage to the uh, to the guru, to the lama, the protector, the supreme of the three jewels. Tomatomjava. <laughs> ยินน่ะอย่างชื่อสุจุดรุ่มเมื่อตึงเตรีกองซาเจลาเตะงาตองาซาจันนองเจริจามาตูจิจิตังาชื่อนเจบะเมตึงจินนะขวาลิงเง
रंग Congratulations, So then the text says, through the power of my aspirations, I could join the supreme lineage of accomplishment, but lacking in diligence, this existence, lived in vain, comes now to its twilight. I had the intention to do as the rishis, but I am now utterly dejected, and I have seen others like me. This is why, to arouse in my mind a clear renunciation, I have uttered these 30 pieces of advice from the heart. So, the um, says, uh, through the, uh, the power of my um, aspirations, uh, the uh, omniscient Long Shempa, uh says, that is, the... Um, um, the uh, the kind of um, aspiration that he made, and he had the opportunity to kind of uh, follow the path. He had the opportunity to train on the path, and but that is um, usually so when we train on the path. That is um, uh, following one's master and then receiving uh, instructions and uh, putting them into practice. But um, uh, ordinary individual just not is not beneficial for just any individual. There's some who don't have so much connection with the teachings and however much they follow the teacher, however much they receive peace instructions or instructions on the path, they are not uh, benefited from there. So that's why there's this expression, say, I could join, um, to the power of my expression, I could join the supreme lineage of accomplishment. So the lineage of accomplishment re uh, refers precisely to, to this. That is to someone who has the, uh, um, the ability, who can be benefited from those teachings. Who, um, who is open to the teachings and the, who's benefiting from uh, attending uh, his master and from receiving the instruction and uh, putting them into practice. And then, uh, so it says, but lacking in diligence, this existence, lived in vain, comes now to its twilight. So that is, um, however, so um, um, then even though, so the, uh, um, he says he has, um, as a result of his aspiration prayer, Join this uh, supreme lineage of, of accomplishment. He had the opportunity to receive the teachings, uh, and to um, so he's uh, he's met with the uh, with the precious teacher, uh, receive instructions from him, had the opportunity to put them into um, to practice, or you receive them, uh, you receive those teachings. Then still, um, even though he's lacking in diligence, and so that's why this existence, his life, he says, has been lived in vain. 
And this life that he lived in vain come to its twilight. That means uh, towards the end of the day when the uh, the sun is towards the uh, um, it start to uh, uh, to descend towards the the mountain to disappear. So that is um, a reference being to the uh, being the end of his life. And so he um, even though so he met with the uh, with the teachings with the Buddhist teachings and had the opportunity to uh, to practice. Yet he uh, he didn't he doesn't have the uh, the diligence that is uh, necessary in order to uh, uh, to really practice, and so it is as the uh, the Buddha said you know he said I've shown you uh, the path but know that uh, liberation depends upon yourself meaning that the Buddha teaches and in the same way the teacher the Lama is giving the instructions and so on but it is up to us to really applying them to ourselves and to really practice and so unless we do that then that won't be of much benefit and so this is what here uh, Longchenpa uh, says that it is towards the end of his life but he's never really um, put those into practice and so, um, um, then he says, um, I had so the intention to do as the rishis, but I am now utterly dejected, and I have seen others like me. And so, this um, I had the intention so to uh, to do um, um, as the uh, the great masters. So that um, because the point here is that the uh, as a follower of the path. So we say often that our life, you know, may our life be meaningful. You know, and to really accomplish the purpose of, his li- of this life. And when we talk about accomplishing the purpose of this life, many things can come to mind, like um, you know, accomplishing different things, like a task and becoming uh, famous or rich or whatever, and accomplishing different things. But this is not what we're talking about here. This is, um, this is accomplishing, that is, if we really devote um, ourselves to the practice and really uh, train our mind, then this is... What uh, this? Then we can consider that um, life has been meaningful. But otherwise, we may engage in all sorts of, ti- of activities and do all sorts of things. This uh, won't be uh, considered to be, by a Buddhist standard, a meaningful life. <coughs> and so, um, so he's lived his life, done all sorts of things, but it hasn't been the thing that are really important, really meaningful. That is really applying the teachings to himself. And now his life comes to uh, towards an end, and so he, he and he really thought about really a training as the um, he says the the rishis that is um, applying the teachings and really uh, to himself, and so that starts from uh, the um, you know refraining from the uh, the ten negative actions, and then we receive those vows, the uh, the vow of uh, um, <coughs> of the of individual liberation that could be like ordination, like. Uh, uh, Getsu vows or Ganyan vows and, and so on. And then we receive also the Bodhisattva vows and receive the Vajrayana vows, the Samayas that we have to keep. But then, uh, even though so we receive all those, then um, uh, Longchenpa says that he, um, he hasn't, um, he feels more dis- discouraged than anything. And he see, he's seen a lot of uh, people like himself as well who don't really uh, uh, feel like he doesn't really apply these teachings to himself. But wasting his time, and and feel now that he comes towards the end of his life, he feel a little bit discouraged when he see those uh, all those things that they are to do and all those practices. And so <coughs> he says, "This is why to arouse in my mind a clear renunciation, I have uttered these thirty pieces of advice from the heart." So that is a way to kind of bring some sort of renunciation in himself that he composed this text. Ah, that is 
And so here we talk about advices from the heart. And so advices from the heart, what it means is that um, it's really so, um, so giving those, um, those insight, those uh, kind of uh, um, what he's seen. But then uh, giving insight um, and uh, views what, he, what he's seen, what he's understood, uh, it's important. It's important, especially if uh, you're not just, you know, kind of talking to others and say, you know, well, you did this, you did that, you did that, that was wrong, that is better, and so on. There's not so much benefit. Also, he very much applies it to himself. And also, he doesn't just do it just to be to be nice to others or to create a particular impression, but it is really in connection, something that is true, genuine, you know. So it's, it's really something that comes from the heart and that is really a genuine and that he also, um, that is the kind of uh, instruction that he gives here. Mm, Tonsi 
Nekomba, Negamba. Tendigis on on Cogre Madoje, Jean Pambason on the Chiracalica window, attended the Sunday, Gunjin Zimayam, Gunjin Zimzata, Mombun, Alas, having through all kinds of skillful means gathered round oneself a large circle of people, one may hold a flourishing monastic estate. But this is the source of quarrels and causes great detachment for oneself. To remain <coughs> alone is my advice from the heart. Now, to remain alone is not something easy. In order to be able to remain alone, you need to have received the uh, uh, instructions from your master. So based on the peace instructions of your master, recognizing the nature of your mind and having you know, cut through the, uh, the doubts. Because if you, uh, if you go to stay in, the, um, in a kind of a... Um, uh, in solitudes, uh, without having uh, cut through the uh, the doubts, eliminated the doubts, then there won't be uh, much benefit from that. So, but then if you've done that, if you really clarified everything, eliminated the doubts, and then practiced in solitude, then that's really beneficial. But then again, this is not something easy. You you can't just you know then from the very beginning just go there and then stay in the solitude. You need to prepare yourself for, for that, receiving teachings, instructions, and so on, and be ready to preparing your mind to be ready for this. And so this is the, um, so to remain alone is uh, my advice from the heart, uh, Long Jumper says. And he starts saying, Alas, so, which is an exclamation. And he says, having through all kinds of skillful means gathered round oneself a large circle of people. So that is, uh, there's all sort of uh, means that we use, uh, we can use in order to, uh, um, to gather people. And all sorts of means also refers to the, uh, um, to all the uh, the different practices that we've done, you know, we've applied all sorts of means to ourselves. That is doing the different practices, having studied, you know, having practiced, and gained, you know, a little bit of realization, a little bit of knowledge, and then people come to us and then say, "Oh, you, you you're quite you're quite learned, or you're quite realized," and we start to you know, believe a little bit. Yeah, maybe that's right. Maybe you know, have some knowledge or some. Well, that that's you know, uh, that's pride, you know, um, and so that that. Um, 
And so based on that, then, then uh, using so all sorts of means to gather people around oneself. So there would be, you know, like in, in Tibet, I like would be inviting people and offering food and so on. And, you know, in this way, like creating a sort of, uh, you know, community around, uh, around one, oneself. And it says also one may hold a great flourishing uh, monastic estate. So if you want to gather, you know, like... Uh, uh, wealth and money, food, money, nice clothing, and so on. You can, you know, this is this is you, you can do that, you know, it's possible. And if you if you put en- enough uh, effort in it, then you'll achieve it, that's for sure. But the um, the thing is that once uh, if we do things like that, then it is just becomes the uh, this is it says the uh, the source of quarrels, uh, the th- source of argument with others. That, that is because if we have, you know. Uh, that kind of uh, th- that kind of thing. Then also with them, then comes a sense of uh, attachment, a grasping. There's a sense of grasping at the at the self. This is my house. This is my temple. Because this has been done without the kind of uh, without thinking of others, but with uh, because of thinking of oneself, thinking of things that one uh, wanted for oneself. And so that is why, as a result, because of the grasping uh, that there, that is involved in there, then it becomes the source of argument and quarrels with with others. And as uh, it says in the Pramanavatika, the source of samsara is the desire in the mind. The source of samsara is the uh, uh, attachment in the mind. And so uh, that is, as long as there is this kind of desire, there's this kind of attachment in the mind, then we'll be bound in samsara. That won't uh, help to free us from samsara. So if we've you know, engage on the path, on the dharmic path, and you know, doing all different practices and so on. But then we kind of get caught in that and sidetracked in doing things like that, gathering people around us, um, building monasteries, and so on. Then that won't, uh, that would just keep us in the samsara. That won't be the genuine, authentic path that would lead us to liberation, free us from samsara. For example, the uh, the most uh, you know famous uh, story that shows that that shows how those you know having uh, nice monasteries and so on is the basis for argument is the uh, the story of the uh, two kamapas nowadays. Then there is you know all those people that are fighting for the hat and the throne of the kamapa and his estates, and so that is uh, just being sidetracked. You enter the Buddhist path, but instead of actually you know applying the teaching to yourself, because there's some self grasping involved there, then you know grasping this is my monastery, this is my master, and so on. Then there's uh, quarrels or fights or uh, between people, and so as it says, so as Longchenpa says. Uh, just this is just the source of quarrels and causes great attachments uh, for oneself. So to remain alone is my advice from the heart. Mm, え、ロカジランツォンニェルジョブチェ、チェ、え、チェジョグ、タンダボンチェムトップ。デネチャソナテ、メジャンダンチェマトシャテドゥニ、トンチュセバト。トンビチョガ。え、タンテセウソワセア
Kobi chodin jebi. Ta chari duba mombo jodo. Ta ti soni. Te zela soban. Te jendo. Ta zondi. Te zon ta tendi mena. Pa ti lami komisyon wa chari duba. Lama te zole. Kasa. Ta ngan tu. Toba ngali yo. Pa ti tutup ngan yis. Nanga tamje ngali yo se. Te. Sawadra. Chabrachi, Hajong kali kau ini sendiri, dah dia dengan semua orang dia ini. Tapi ni juga dia semua orang ini, semua orang yang dia zodo semua, drama semua lah semua. Yang tu tanya siapa, siapa zodo dua zodo lah semua, yang dia jual apa, yang dia dia tu jadi suci jiwa itu, dia pergi tukar, tukar es, tukar cuaca. Tapi dia lemon drama tu lah, saya tu nak tu pesan lah semua, saya nak membuat tukar. Dia tu susun dia. この乗り手たちがじゃ、乗り手たちがじゃ、乗り手たちがじゃ、乗り手たちがじゃ、乗り手たちがじゃ、乗り手たちがじゃ、乗り手たちがじゃ、乗り手たちがじゃ、乗り
um, doing doing this doing this kind of practices, and um, uh, so it says one may display one's uh, qualities in the crowd. You know, this is something that is uh, very common nowadays. You know, uh, people um, a lot of you know the. Uh, lamas, you know, say that uh, they have, you know, they have realized the view, they have a realization and thinking that they are, you know, kind of uh, dripped up or realized masters and they can um, really uh, do the practice for helping others, that they have this special, very special manga that nobody else has it and so on. And they have, and they even, you know, plub- uh, publish that, you know, in the newspapers or magazines or whatever other means, you know, could be found nowadays to uh, make sure that everybody knows of their qualities and their knowledge and this uh, what's so special about them um, but that is um, uh, actually goes against uh, the teachings you know it is when as Patra Rinpoche said you know when the uh, the uh, the Dharma and the the mind becomes divorced you know and so that is when um, we don't we don't really apply the Dharma to our mind and really train our mind but uh, and so um, when So th- this kind of practices, when doing doing these practices for people, this has some, of course, benefits those people. This is something that is helpful for those people. However, in the meantime, then we just fall prey. The practitioners fall prey to uh, covetousness, wanting you know more uh, money or food or um, and so on. And so, it says it is once on mind that will be carried away by the demon. So that is that we don't have the. Uh, uh, the time to to really practice. We're so busy doing all those practices, all those things, going from one house to the other and getting, you know, offerings for the, all the practices that we do and so on. And so busy working in this way that we don't have time to actually genuinely practice the Dharma that is turned towards us, ourselves and really apply it to ourselves. And so uh, that's why the um, uh, Longchenpa says that the most important thing is that to first really to look at one's mind, and the, the, that we shouldn't do too much. You know, we shouldn't, you know, do like uh, like this, but um, really uh, take time to uh, look at our mind. And as he says, to subdue one's mind is my advice from the heart. Mm, that is Zobajima Wrong and true sanded. I carried dogs and do ya, never wrong judge. Nanzin, dance with dancing woman didn't do good. Dancing sand, then you told so in a Casa Geni Dombajuna, Geni Domasonto, Gesu Dombajuna, Damba Sonto, Galon Domajuna, Galon Domasonto. Sansu sank Domajuna, son sank Domba de Sonto, so I rendered Domajuna, so I dancing Sonto. What 
And so, I say, so, sub, so to subdue one's, one's own mind is my advice from the heart. So to subdue one's mind or to tame uh, this mind of ours, as it says. So there are many different means uh, to do that. And it is um, uh, crucial. This is the heart of the, of the path. Because um, if, we, uh, uh, if, we do not, uh, if we do not do that, then... Um, then whether and that is the heart of the path that if from the uh, hinayana uh, uh, up to the uh, up to the dzogchen, you know it is all about taming one's mind, and so if we do not uh, tame our own mind, then uh, if we are not able to uh, tame this uh, deluded mind, this is what all the teachings mention again. You know from hinayana up to dzogchen, they all mention that, and uh, that is. Um, then whatever practice we do, if we practice Kyarim, if we practice Dzogrim, we practice Mahamudra, we practice Dzogchen, whatever practice we do, if we don't tame our mind, then uh, that won't be uh, in accordance with the Dharma. That was, um, as was said, as was just, uh, as was said that the, in the, uh, that is, if the, um, we do not practice the Dharma according to the Dharma, then the Dharma becomes the cause for lower rebirth. And so, um, that is, if, if we do not tame our mind, but if we tame our mind, then whatever vow we uh, uh, we receive, whether it, it is uh, the vow of a uh, novice uh, monk or nun or the uh, fully ordained, um, whatever vow that we, uh, we receive, we'll be able to keep that. So the vow of a uh, novice, we're able to keep. Uh, the vow of a uh, fully ordained monk, we're able to keep. Bodhisattva vow, we're able to keep. The um, the precepts of the uh, the Vijayadara precepts, 
of secret mantra Vajrayana, then if we stay in our mind, we are able to keep them. And so, that is, uh, but then if we do not, then this is when we accomplish all sorts of uh, negative actions with, um, um, with the body, speech, and mind, and so on. And that is uh, the... Um, um, under the influence of the uh, of the ignorance and the mind that is not tamed, then we do all those um, uh, negative actions. And so, the uh, whenever we we behave in this way, there is a sign that we haven't uh, really tamed our mind. And so, if uh, but if our mind is tamed, uh, it's uh, a sign that we've uh, really accomplished practice uh, the Dharma. And so, accomplishing, practicing the Dharma, what we call, you know, practicing the Dharma, accomplishing the Dharma, realizing, you know, the teachings, that is taming our mind. And so, as it says in the uh, um, uh, uh, Shantideva in the Bodhicaya Avatara, so it says that we should always be respectful of others and never see a fault in others, but always uh, be humble and prostrate to others. So what, what he's saying is that we, we should always see qualities in others, never seek a fault in, in, in others, always see ourselves as uh, um, humble and um, kind of uh, respectful of others, others, always respecting in this way. And if we're um, able to do that, again, that's a sign that we've really uh, been able to, um, uh, to, to tame our mind and to, um, to have that, uh, that kind of... Uh, um, if we are able to have that kind of attitude, that be like, like Patrick, she says in the Kunzala Meshelong, that being like as soft as a, as cotton or, or, or wool, and that you know, if you if you if you place them on your hand, and they are they are really soft and pleasant uh, to the touch, and so being someone like that also with others, that we always have that, uh, you know, whenever they are in contact with us, that is this pleasant contact. And so this is uh, a sign that we've uh, tamed our mind, because if we don't tame our mind, what we do is that we say all sorts of things that are motivated by desire, are motivated by anger, aversion, and so on, and also start to act upon those things that we do uh, physically, uh, using our hands, uh, in a way that uh, that reflects that kind of motivation. It's just a sign that we haven't uh, tamed our mind and we just behave like uh, the most ordinary of the ordinary people. Most of the people in the, way, in the world so act from that, based on that, based on the, uh, their um, uh, destructive emotions because they haven't uh, tamed their mind. And so that is why the most important, the crucial point is to tame this mind of ours. And in the... Um, in the Mahayana, so uh, for example, it, it teaches how we uh, tamed our mind by um, taming this uh, tendency to grasp at the self by the uh, through the uh, generating the bodhicitta in our mind. And so there are many different means that are taught in order to uh, to tame our mind. And it would take a little bit too much time to go into into those. I mean, we couldn't really go into all the different means. And the, uh, also the fact that there was uh, there are all those different means that are offered for us to, to practice doesn't mean that we have to practice each and every one of them. It is also we need to keep in mind that different people have different capacities, different propensities, and so that is why the Buddha taught in many different ways and offered all those different means uh, to, uh, to tame our mind. Gelatin 
Having collected great, great contributions from poor people, one may thus erect statues and monuments, distribute plenty of alms, and so on. But um, this is uh, to cause others to accumulate sins on virtuous grounds, and to make one's mind virtuous is my advice from the heart. So that might refer to the uh, uh, maybe to uh, the um, people who are in a, in a position of power, maybe or like kings and so on, or like uh, um, people who are uh, kind of wealthy. And um, so as a way to um, uh, to uh, build. Um, like uh, monasteries, or to build stupas, or to uh, build uh, representations of the Buddha, like statues and so on, then they, uh, they may uh, uh, so take uh, great contributions or taxes from poor people, and so taking contributions for poor people, poor people and um, so as to be able to uh, erect those uh, quite, um, uh, or to uh, conduct those vast projects that they have, like building a vast monastery or uh, big statues and so on, and those building statues and uh, temple monasteries and so on are, uh, of course, virtuous actions. There's no doubt about that. They are virtuous actions. However, in order to build them, if you take uh, you know uh, uh, too much from people who don't have that much, like poor people, then they end up with having uh, hardly anything to eat or to live from, and as a result. Uh, facing uh, difficulties, then they engage in uh, negative actions in order to uh, uh, to live, and so that is the source of um, of uh, negativity. And so that is why uh, that is that is why the text says this is to cause others to accumulate negative actions on virtuous grounds. So even though building the temple is virtuous, yet it causes uh, people to then. Um, accumulate, do do negative things, and so that is why uh, Longchenpa gives as in his uh, third advice. He says that to make one's mind virtuous is my advice from the heart, and so that the the most important and the, uh, the most important practice is to um, the most important thing to do is to make one's own mind virtuous, to really develop virtue within one's own mind.
Sibensoli <laughs> Sanjay Tamba Tajin Jeva Jo Kore Rave Gove Jankasa Pedon Deva Malejo Sereze Wan Dene Jazo Yishabe Tenjo Ji Malan Lobe Nave Tamba Lan Chuji Naso Zuchi Zume De Sanjo Mibe